Hello and welcome to the Economy Bytes podcast. The podcast features the latest market and economic updates from the economics and sustainability team at PwC Middle East, as featured in our monthly Transforming Our Region webinar. In this episode, we hear from Jing Tio, a director in the economics and sustainability team at PwC Middle East. So let me just kick off the economic update by, you know, firstly talking about some of the five key themes that we expect to see in the region this year. Firstly, despite the more pessimistic prognostications that we see for the rest of the world, we expect growth in the region to remain pretty resilient this year and that it will escape the global slowdown. Now, this will be underpinned by relatively high oil and commodity prices, but as well as, and this is linked to our second theme, the continued growth momentum behind the non-oil economy as well. So, you know, we think that that will provide, you know, really strong momentum going into 2023 and supporting growth in the region. Third, we also think that, you know, there will be broader scrutiny on the region's progress towards achieving net zero goals, not least because the UAE will be hosting COP28 later this year. And so we expect further investments as well as potential policy interventions to drive progress uh, towards net zero goals in the region. Next, job creation, particularly for nationals, is at the top of the agenda for most policymakers. And we expect the localization or further localization of the private sector workforce to gain further momentum following the reforms that we've seen in uh, Saudization as well as our amortization last year. And finally, just to round off on the five themes, in our last webcast, we also touched on this as well, which is the observation that as interest rates have experienced this unprecedented increase globally, so have liquidity conditions tightened, particularly in, in Saudi Arabia. So there were a couple of episodes in the last year where Sama, the central bank, had to step in to provide additional liquidity support to the markets. But we expect financial conditions to improve throughout the course of the year as the market just adjusts to the higher interest rate uh, environment. So let me say a little bit about the general outlook as well for, for 2023. And as Steve mentioned, you know, last year was a pretty tough year for most of the global economy. You know, there was an energy crisis, there was a cost of living crisis. China was also for the most part shut to the rest of the world as well. And then of course we had these successive increases in interest rates by the Federal Reserve and elsewhere to combat inflation. And that to some extent has led to strained consumption and investment. But in contrast, growth in the GCC was actually pretty positive. And Saudi Arabia is also expected to be the fastest growing economy in the G20 as well. And clearly the region has been a beneficiary, high oil and gas prices. The non-all sectors as well, in particular, benefited from the rebound in the retail trade and hospitality sectors. Now, compared to last year, perhaps the outlook for this year is a little bit more cautious, is given the weaker external environment, but we think it will still be pretty resilient. You know, firstly, we expect oil prices to remain elevated for some time. Uh, the EIA, for, for example, predicts that Brent crude will remain at around $100 per barrel uh, for the rest of 2023. But also on the non-oil economy, you know, we expect that there will be continued government spending as well as investments providing support to those sectors. And this is you know, also in line with the broader economic goal of economic diversification. 
And so all of this means that PCC growth you know, will likely outperform what we're expecting to see across the other advanced economies. Um, so just turning to inflation, now the region is not completely insulated from global price developments. As we know, we saw consumer prices picking up, especially towards the end of the year, largely because of imported inflation, particularly on food and transport prices. Uh, but that said, inflation has been fairly moderate in comparison to the rest of the world, and that's because you know we've got price controls and subsidies in place for fuel, energy, and food. Inflation has been a little bit more pronounced in the UAE and Qatar, but that's you know really because of the uh, increase in, in demand on the tourism uh, and, and hospitality sectors, and that has led to inflationary pressures there. But by and large, inflation has been kept under control, uh, also as a result of the uh, monetary exchange rate policies in place in the Gulf region. Most GCC states have mirrored the interest rate hikes that we've seen uh, from the Federal Reserve. And as a result, the effective exchange rates uh, for GCC currencies have also moved broadly in tandem with the US dollar. And so, you know, that has shielded uh, the countries in the region from uh, inflationary pressures from, from abroad. And we expect uh, over the course of this year, inflation will moderate as the effects of the higher interest rates you know, take full effect. The last thing I want to talk about is COP28 and what that means for the region. The focus this year will be on the global stock take, as we know, and how countries are progressing towards achieving the goals of the Paris Agreement. Now, most GCC countries have already committed uh, to, to net zero targets uh, in, in general, but as we can see, you know, there's still a long way to go in terms of progress. And on a number of different measures, it's clear that the region still lags behind the performance of other countries, and particularly the OECD. So, you know, for instance, if you look at energy uh, consumption, it's still twice as high as what it is uh, in, in the OECD. Similarly, uh, when you look at carbon intensity of the economy, it's also you know, 80%, more than 80% higher than the OECD average. And so there is significant opportunity to make progress uh, towards closing this gap. Now, obviously with COP28 and the broader scrutiny on the region, hopefully that will provide a real you know, strong impetus to implement the necessary policies and investments uh, to accelerate progress. And so we expect further investments, particularly on the renewable energy side of things, and especially in Saudi Arabia, where there is a very ambitious uh, target for boosting renewable energy capacity by 2030. And you know, based on what we know about current and planned investments, there's still a significant gap to be closed as well. So you know, there'll be significant opportunities uh, to ramp up investments there. Uh, similarly, in the UAE as well, you know, clearly there will be it's sort of, you know, the policymakers will be very keen to make sure that they can announce or demonstrate progress, you know, whether in terms of policies or investments around COP28 as well. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Tune in again next month for a new episode of Economy Bites.